welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. This is Mike. I'm your host. I want to talk about one life hack you can do that will improve your endurance levels. Now, this is one that I have been working on for probably the last year and a half. I still don't have it down to a science, but it is definitely one thing that I... If you ask me in 20 plus 22, what is the one thing that you really want to improve? This is the one area that I want to see improve in my endurance levels. Not just because of my running, but because endurance, you got to understand I'm focused on endurance, not just because I run long distances. Endurance is what enables us to face every trial and tribulation that we're going to face in life. It isn't just for running. So when you say that you're looking to improve your endurance, what you're really saying is I'm looking to improve the way that I approach life. I'm looking to improve the way that I approach my business. I'm looking to improve the way that I approach my marriage. I'm looking to improve the way that I approach my spiritual life. I'm looking to improve my endurance. Well, there's one life hack that I've thought of a lot, and I've done another podcast on this one, and it really is an area that I am looking to even improve drastically this year. Now, I had a conversation over a cup of coffee with a runner that I just happened to meet. We were both getting a cup of coffee, and so, you know, we're obviously, when runners runners bump into each other, it, yeah, we talk endlessly. It's yeah. Um, good luck if your significant other is with you. They're left off to the side going, when is he going to finish? I'm going to kill him. But um, anyway, so I'm talking with this with this person and they said something that I almost spit my coffee out when when they said it. And achieving this life hack is way more complicated than anything I've done in endurance running in just my short time of doing this. This conversation really, really turned my head in another direction, and I started doing a lot of research on it. And I was talking with this person because I respect them immensely. This person piles up a ton of miles. I really am hoping to have them on a future podcast so that they can talk to you about their running and their durability because just an incredible person, and I have a lot of respect for them. They've also happened to climb the podium in a couple of races. Not a fast runner, but the durability is what allows this person to climb podiums now. I'm expecting this person to explain some training secrets, you know, like strength training or core development or some element of speed and hill training. Totally, when she told me, this, it was not what I was expecting. This person said, I trained my body to sleep more efficiently. I'm thinking sleep, that's the that's your big secret to durability and endurance and improved running efficiency, sleep. And she said, no, I didn't say sleep. I said sleep efficiently. The quality of your sleep. Well, this took me just going in a whole nother direction to the point where I'm, I've begun journaling, documenting how I sleep the week of a long run, uh, what my endurance levels felt like after various different sleep weeks, looking at the quality of my sleep. 
And then what I'm doing now is I'm trying to train my body to sleep better with information and data. And it's not about sleeping more, but it's about improving the quality of your sleep. And just in the little short time that I've been doing this, my sleep quality has improved and I am much springier in my step. When I ask my body for some speed, my body is able to respond well and quickly. It doesn't take a mile to ramp up the speed. I can get up to speed quicker. And it really is coming down to the sleep quality because I believe the sleep quality is helping me to improve my endurance as a husband, as a friend, as a business person, and as a runner. And I'm hoping if I'm, I'm going to start to explain some of this stuff in a second, I'm hoping that if you'll start to look at your sleep quality, that this will help you also. This is an instructional podcast. I am going to qualify this. I am not a sleep coach. I am not a running coach. I am just a hobby runner who is finding ways to run better. I'm just like 99.9% of all the runners out there. I run because it makes me a better me. Living an Ultra Life is brought to you by Forge Glory Athletics. Forge Glory Athletics is a science-driven, client-proven, premier running company that instills strong introspective pillars through disciplines of movement that award personal growth in multiple aspects of the athlete's life without injury. We must find the light within ourselves before others can follow. Christopher Cuero. Sleep is that low-hanging fruit that can be a game changer. First of all, you have to embrace the need for sleep, and then you have to recognize the difference between sleeping and sleeping well. This is where you're going to find that new level of energy and endurance. We're going to start with a Training Peaks article. All right, Training Peaks is an excellent resource for runners. I do not pay for it. You can pay for a subscription to it. I don't pay for it, so I only get the free articles. But you can download training plans from there. You can download strength training. There, there, it's just a really, really incredible website. There's an article on there by Dr. Jeff Sankoff on sleep and athletic performance. And it outlines the differences between simply sleeping and sleep quality. In this article, they reference the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. And so I went to the American Academy of Sleep Medicine from that article to see what they say, because then I can jump back and forth between them and Dr. Sankoff's article. In the American Academy of Sleep Medicine, they recommend between seven to nine hours of sleep per night. Now, Dr. Sankoff's article delves into sleep quality and why it is different from just sleeping. One of the quotes from this thing is, quality of sleep is a measurement of how well you're sleeping or more precisely, whether your sleep is restful and restorative. So that's a really important difference to know whether your sleep is actually doing what you need it to do. There are so many recovery tools out there on the market today, and you can literally spend a fortune on recovery tools. The most inexpensive recovery tool on the market, sleeping well. Sleep is that place where your body restores itself. So what you want is you want your sleep to be restful 
and restorative. So what you're seeking from sleep isn't just necessarily to get a certain number of hours of sleep. It's really more, how are you sleeping? The National Sleep Foundation has, it has an article called, What is Sleep Quality? So they provide four ways to measure sleep quality. Number one is how long does it take you to fall asleep? If you're into sleep mode 30 minutes after getting into bed, that is considered good sleep quality. That is an area that I am really improving on. When I started focusing on this, it used to take me a good hour to an hour and a half from when I got into bed to fall asleep. I am now falling asleep within the first 30 to 45 minutes and seeking to get it down under 30 minutes to fall asleep. I have been able to do this a couple times and I feel amazingly better the next day, especially after a long run. If I can fall asleep in the first 30 minutes, I feel like a brand new person the next day and can go out and do another, another run, okay? Number two is how often do you wake up during the night? So this is known as sleep disruption and that lessens sleep quality. Waking up once or not at all is considered good sleep quality. Men, as we grow older, one of the things that will cause us to get up much in the night is having to go to the bathroom. I'm going to share with you a couple little secrets to not having to go to the bathroom as much in the middle of the night, thus not reducing your sleep quality. The number three thing that they mentioned is how many minutes are you awake after you fall asleep? So the article states that people with less than 20 minutes of awake time are getting quality sleep. Now, this is an area that I need to vastly improve on. I average right now, because I've been keeping track of this for about the last month, I am averaging about 45 minutes of awake time at night. I got a long way to go. Am I going on or? Yeah, okay. All right. So number four is how much time you're actually sleeping in bed. This is the final measure. 85% is considered optimal for your sleep to be a benefit to you. All right. So I know this is going to take doing some calculations. I'm going to give you some calculations from two recent weeks where I journaled this and kept track of this. And I did the calculations found in the National Sleep Foundation. I did it during a heavy training week and I did it during a lighter training week. Okay, so I'm gonna give you my heavy training week first. My heavy training week, my calculations looked like this. I spent an average through the week, 447 total minutes in bed. It took me 44 minutes on average to fall asleep. So you subtract you take 447 minus 44 minutes, it gives you 403 minutes. I spent on average 27 minutes awake. So that meant that I had 376 actual minutes in sleep. Then you divide 376 by 447, which meant that during my heavy training week, I was getting, I was, I had quality sleep 84.1% of the time. All right. 85% is considered good sleep quality, all right? So what I need to do is I need to work on my sleep quality during a heavy training week, especially how long it's taking me to fall asleep. So in other words, if you do the math, if I could fall asleep 
10 minutes quicker on average, I would be over 85% sleep quality. And 85% is that good quality sleep thing. All right, so during a lighter training week, I also did the calculations. I had 487 total minutes in bed, minus 42 minutes to fall asleep, minus 19 minutes awake for a total of 426 actual minutes in sleep. Divide 426 by 487, and I'm at 87.4%. So during my lighter training week, I was considered to have a good sleep quality. So when I look at that, I also look to see, okay, where can I improve on this? And once again, the place where I can improve is how long it takes for me to fall asleep. A lot of that is I have a hyperactive brain. And so my brain is working throughout the day and thinking of things and thinking of what I got to do tomorrow. And it's taking me longer. So what I'm trying to come up with is some hacks where I'm shutting that part of my brain down so that when my head hits the pillow, I'm asleep much quicker. I believe that if I can get to sleep much quicker, my sleep quality will go up. There's another article that I'm going to recommend, uh, Debbie McGowan, and I'm going to spell her name M-C, capital G-A-U-R-A-N. She published an article for activebeat.com. The title of the article is Tips for a Better Night's Sleep. She's got all these tips. I found tip number two on caffeine, alcohol, and stimulants really helpful, especially as I age. I love coffee. What I have found is that cutting off my caffeine consumption, and this includes chocolate, early in my day reduces the number of times I wake in the night to urinate. Serious. When I am in the midst of a more strenuous training cycle, what I have decided to do is not partake in my customary glass of red wine in the evenings for the same reason. If you can really concentrate, I I don't know many runners that don't love coffee and chocolate. Eating chocolate less than two hours before you go to bed, all right? So in other words, you got to cut off your chocolate more than two hours before your head is going to hit the pillow because you've got to let that little bit of caffeine that's in chocolate get out of your body. There's a trick to this, and I haven't quite figured it out yet because I love a little piece of chocolate after dinner, just kind of sitting around, chillaxing. It's just nice. So it doesn't even have to be a lot for me. But if I can do that, if I can take that chocolate in earlier in my day, I'll improve my sleep quality. Here's the other thing. Tip number 10 in that article is on limiting fluids two hours before bed. Now, this is really tough for us runners to do because You know, when I've got a long run coming up, I hyperhydrate the day before. I drink water until right before I go to bed. However, this is saying that two hours before you go to bed, you need to stop your liquid intake. You'll urinate less during night. That's your getting up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. I'll be 58 this year. This is a real thing. I did not think this was a real thing until a couple of years ago. It's a real thing, all right? And 
So I am working on this area. I'm definitely not there yet, but I will tell you that I am going to continue to document how this works as I continue moving along. I began the new new year with a couple things that I hope will increase my sleep quality. From this article, these are tips number three through seven. And I would categorize all of these as tips to improve your sleep environment, okay? So your sleep environment is your bedroom. And what your environment in your bedroom is will make a humongous difference in your sleep quality. So there's little things that you can do that will help your sleep quality and your sleep environment. Blackout curtain in your bedroom. These block out the outside light from filtering into your room. And I know this is not a problem if you live out in the depths of Wyoming because there's not a lot of street lights. But if you live in a big city like Hampton Roads, there's so many street lights. There's so much outside light, whether it's cars going down the road. I mean, there's a lot of light outside. For your sleep environment, you need to block out all of that light. So blackout curtains, consider investing in them. Another thing is air filters in your bedroom. Not only do air filters in your bedroom improve the quality of the air in your bedroom, but they also provide a sound blocker, white noise that blocks out the street noise. All right. The other thing is setting the temperature in your sleep environment between 60 and 67. This article says that the optimal sleep temperature is 64. Summer and winter, 64. We have not gotten there yet because that would mean that my wife would have to use 10 blankets. An area that I've long been an advocate of is turning electronic devices off at least an hour, preferably two hours before hitting the bed. Now, you may be wondering what I'm talking about. That's your little handheld device. That is your computer screen. That is your television screen. That is your Peloton screen. Your Peloton screen, your TV screen, your computer screen, your device screen all emit a color of light that is meant to produce an activeness. In your sleep environment, please change your lighting to less than 3000 Kelvin. 2200 to 2700 Kelvin is the ideal temperature. Now, there are LED lamps and there are also LED fixtures that you can buy in a 2200 to 2700 Kelvin. Now, LED is pretty much stuck at 2700 Kelvin. There are a couple of manufacturers that make what's called a comfort warm dim. Um, if you can find a comfort warm dim light fixture, those are going to be the best for your sleeping environment because they're going to promote sleeping. The last thing I'm going to say is your sleeping environment is not meant to be where you do the bulk of your reading on electronic device. It would be better if your electronic devices were banned from your sleeping environment. I'm not going to say that's possible. There are some people that have to have their phone in there for emergency things. I get it. Turn it over. All right. You just don't need that light bugging you. For goodness sakes, put the sucker down. The endurance that you'll have in all areas of your life by sleeping better are going to absolutely amaze you.
If you want to have more information on how you can sleep better, shoot me an email at livingandultralife at gmail.com or in an effort to continually improve these podcasts, what we're going to start doing is include some of these notes, especially where I've referenced an article. We're going to include the link to that article in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time on Living an Ultra Life. Life.